Welcome to the Make Disciples podcast, a short weekly podcast where we will share topics, ideas, and resources useful to you in your effort to follow Jesus as a disciple. Welcome back to another episode of the Make Disciples podcast. My name is Dan Rober, and it's a pleasure to be with you. Joining me in the podcast studio today, once again, is Senior Pastor David McNeely. David, how are you doing today? Just wonderful. If I was any better, I couldn't stand it. (laughs) Well, that's good. Maybe we can change that during the course of this podcast. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. Yeah. As uh, you may know, uh, our listeners, if you've been with us for the past couple of episodes, you know that this entire season we're talking about the doctrine of God, and we're trying to understand more of who God is, to move beyond our feelings, to move beyond uh, simply placing the impetus for this on ourselves and say, no, God has revealed himself to us. And so we want to understand his revelation to us for who he is. And it's ironic in that regard that as we talk about that, we're talking about things that uh, are actually beyond us today. We're talking about how God is both infinite and incomprehensible. It speaks to this idea that while we can know God, there's things that we cannot understand about God because of his infiniteness and his incomprehensibility. Let's take this one step at a time, David. When we use the term infinity, it reminds me of my kids because, you know, they like to talk about bigger and bigger numbers. Inevitably, when they talk about something, they're like, well, it's that times infinity. And then someone says, no, it's infinity times infinity, as if it's a really big number. In reality, we aren't even talking about uh, a number here. So uh, tell me, David, when we talk about God being infinite, what does that even mean? That God um, has uh, no beginning and he has no end is what I uh, think is the simplest way to, to think about this. So I don't understand. I don't have an ability to comprehend how something never had a beginning. Um, but that is true of God. He is actually outside of time and space. So on the one hand, think of it that way, and now apply that across the board with everything. So is he um, loving? Yeah, he's infinitely loving. There is no beginning to his love. There's no end to his love. It has no limits to it um, as one example. But that's what I think. What do you think of? Well, I think that's good. It talks about his essence being infinite in terms of having no beginning or end. It talks about his the concept of, well, pretty much every concept, it's perfect uh, in every way, shape, or form without limitation. So because he is infinite in every way, none of God's attributes can be considered in progress or not yet complete. Whatever God is, he is infinitely. He is the ideal in every way, shape, or form. So there is no limit to his perfections. He transcends all of these categories. And maybe that helps us think about this because, well, we don't understand that because in every way we are finite. We are finite in our own knowledge. We are finite in our own place. We can't be everywhere. Our last episode, we talked about uh, the omnis of God, and that's a good way to lead us into this concept of uh, infinite because It's everything that we cannot be. He is infinite in every way, and we are infinite in zero 
ways. And so that uh, just pushes us beyond an understanding about him. He's beyond measure or limit. Space and time cannot contain him. Do you think that's a fair way to look at it? I absolutely think that's a fair way uh, to look at it. Yeah. And so this leads us to our other statement uh, that God, as a result, is incomprehensible. And you can hear how they are connected ideas because he is infinite and his infiniteness is just one aspect of saying that we cannot comprehend him. Uh, Someone once put this, uh, that he is the God of infinite mystery. And that's nice. I like that. Who was that? Uh, That was Jen Wilkin, actually. Uh, Way to go, Jen. Yeah. So it's a good way to put it. Now, when we say that God is incomprehensible, we could hear that and say that means that God is unknowable. Is that true? Yeah, that's the danger. So the danger is in saying because I can't fully comprehend, fully understand, or another way to say grasp, that I can get a really good grasp. If I can't fully do that, then I can't know him at all. And so uh, we'll probably get a phone call or a letter or something from what I'm about to say, but on a much smaller scale. I've used this as an illustration for many years. By and large, men are simple. And by and large, women are, are less simple. Hmm. It does not mean that women are crazy. It does not mean that men are stupid. What it means is that we both are made in the image of God, male and female. He created them in his image. So God is not a dude. He's not a chick. God is God. And we reflect him. And in this sense, I think uh, women understand. I don't know that we'll ever fully be able to comprehend, understand the mind, the heart, et cetera, of any human being. Mm -hmm. But jokes, stereotypes, all that about the mysterious nature of women. Um, I think that's a, a good thing. Will I ever fully comprehend everything there is to know about Judith? Of course not. Hmm. But it doesn't mean that I can't really truly know her. There's always more to learn and to discover. Think of it that way. So uh, God, no, while I will never be able to fully comprehend, fully grasp, et cetera, I'll always be at some level surprised uh, by God. I can really truly know him. Hmm. I can be heard by him. I can hear him. Um, I can even predict at some level some things I know he's going to do in the same way that Jonah accurately predicted. No, God, I don't want to go to those people because I know who you are. Hmm. I know what you're going to do. You're going to be merciful and compassionate and kind, and that's not what I want right now. So again, I can't accurately predict everything God's going to do, but I can have real expectations based on experience of his character. You said it well. I can't fully comprehend. He's incomprehensible, but I can actually know him. Hmm. Yeah. I like how uh, the book of Job puts it in the middle of the questioning that's going on in Job 11. One of Job's friends says this, can you discover the essence of God? Can you find out the perfection of the Almighty? It is higher than the heavens. What can you do? It is deeper than Sheol. What can you know? Its measure is longer than the earth and broader than the sea. It's just beyond us. Now, you started moving in this direction, uh, but let me uh, push back a little bit sure. and use, uh, use an example about this. Growing up, my parents taught me to make my bed in the morning. And the annoyance with that is you knew that every night you were going to mess it up again. <laughs> so why worry about stuff if you know you're just going to change it anyway? 
someone can come to this situation and say, if God is incomprehensible, then why are we even going through this rigmarole? Why do we even try to understand him in the first place? I personally think that's probably a a great deal of what eternity is going to be, is that there will be this ongoing place of knowledge of God that we will learn and discover more. So again, let me come back to a very simple human illustration that all illustrations or, or comparisons are going to fail at some point. They're going to break down, you know, in there. But again, I, I know Judith today so much better than I did in our second year of dating. And I would think that 20 years from now, I will have a much better knowledge of her than I do even now, because there's always more to learn and, and discover. And she could say the same of me. Because I will never fully understand everything to then not pursue and learn what I can all the joy um, that I would miss out on Hmm. in a a spiritual level, what utter dissatisfaction and bitterness I would live with um, if I had no ability to know God at all and didn't grow and discover more and learn. It is motivating for me. The little bit that I do have a grasp on, it is motivating to get a little bit more of a grasp. Yeah. So this has come up a couple other times in our uh, discussion this season about how understanding God is kind of like a tightrope, how you can fall off on one side and be in the wrong understanding, or you can fall off on the other side. And it seems like incomprehensibility can do that same thing, where on the one side, we can argue utter skepticism, saying our language about God is utterly meaningless and has no reference point to him. And the other side is uh, almost a form of pantheism. It assumes that we've captured, contained God, and we can understand him. I really like what uh, R.C. Sproul says about this. Uh, no theological slouch himself right there. <laughs> um, and he says we can steer clear of this when we understand that our language about God is built upon analogy. So we can understand what he is like. But as soon as we equate whatever it is that we use to describe God with its essence, then we've made that mistake. Yeah. So everything that we're talking about here moves us in the direction of understanding God, but we also need to recognize that it's analogical. Ultimately, he is beyond us, but he's given us these terms to get us just a little bit closer to who he is. And I suppose we could also talk about uh, Proverbs, where it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and built into that concept of fear is saying, seeking to understand who he is and why he is to be honored and respected and worshiped uh, by us. Uh, so that calls us to seek to understand the ununderstandable, to seek to comprehend or at least apprehend the incomprehensible. You, know, you said something earlier that I really, oh, no, I'm sorry, you prayed it earlier while you're praying it. It was agreeing and that's a great way to say it. You prayed that we would be filled with more wonder. Hmm. And then you had a couple of words you said that would lead us to worship. And I really like that. Again, simple human analogies. When you discover something new that you didn't know about a person, and in particular, when you watch them, maybe put something into practice, a character trait, you see this unbelievable kindness. Um, it leads you to go, wow. Or when I watch an athlete. Do something that is incredible. How did you do that with your body? My immediate response is just to burst forth in applause and et cetera. When I discover things about God and I see it in his word, see it put into practice, 
it really does lead to a, a sense of, of worship. And I don't know anything else in life that is as satisfying as genuine, true, sincere worship of God. So the wonder, the things that I may not yet know, but yet the smaller discoveries along the way, gosh, I really do think it feels our worship. Yeah. And that's a good place to uh, conclude for uh, this episode, talking about the infiniteness and the incomprehensibility of God. We are going to be coming back the next couple episodes and uh, bringing a little bit closer to us as we talk about the communicable and incommunicable attributes of God. So I hope that you will join us for those episodes. And David, thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for the Make Disciples podcast. We would love it if you would subscribe, leave a review, and spread the word. This podcast can be found in Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This podcast is a ministry of Wildwood Church in Tallahassee, Florida. Please join us again for our next episode of Make Disciples.